Um, so we just going to go out there and play basketball and win. And win? Yeah. And how many games? Six. We're going to win in six. Welcome back to the Bucks and Six podcast. I'm your host, Michael Correo, also known as Bucks House on Instagram, your number one source for all things Milwaukee Bucks. Coming to you live from the podcasting world every Wednesday and every Saturday night. Before I get into anything today, I just want to quickly say a big thank you for those coming from my Instagram page, not only for supporting this podcast, but we also just hit 20K, I believe, last night, and I really appreciate that. I love the support. I love reading your comments and your DMs and just interacting with you guys. I think a few days ago was my five-year anniversary, and just to grind so hard and to see it pay off and you know to get the support from you guys is a huge blessing, and I'm thankful for that. And, you know, hopefully we can continue to grow on these other platforms. Uh, I'm going to start posting on TikTok more, on YouTube possibly, and obviously keep going with these podcasts. So thank you guys for the support that you guys have given me over these past five years. It's been amazing, and I hope we can keep growing. It is a beautiful Saturday evening over here in Wisconsin. Of course, the Bucks just won last night by a big margin. It's sunny, it's almost 80 degrees, so hopefully you are able to enjoy the weather this weekend, enjoy some good Bucks basketball. I'm just really glad the Bucks bounced back in the way that they did last night, because recapping two straight losses would not be quite enjoyable for me. So it's really nice that we were able to bounce back. Of course, hindsight is 2020, but it's really funny for me to look back at how nervous I was for this Game 3. I was really wondering if, especially without Middleton, if we could get back into our rhythm so quickly, but luckily they shut me up pretty quick after that 30-point victory last night. And it really just goes to show you how good these teams can respond after these tough losses. People really don't like when I talk about last year, but it reminds me of when we'd look like we don't even belong in the playoffs one night, and then the next game we come out swinging. You think about games two and five versus Brooklyn or the first two games of the finals where we play bad and then we follow it up with a big response. And I think there's a lot of similarities here. I mentioned in my own caption that I thought game two, for the most part, was our worst game of the season. There were a ton of mental mistakes, costly turnovers, poor shot selection, and really just low effort defensively, and Chicago was able to make Milwaukee pay. Drew Holiday had a number of costly buckets down the stretch. He had a ton of turnovers. I think it was at six. One mistake I'm specifically thinking of is where there's a few minutes left. We're down by five. We have the ball. Giannis perfectly seals off his defender, and Drew has this wide open lane to the basket, and he just missed the bunny. He was right at the rim. The Bulls go down in the other end and quickly get into their offense, and Vucevic hits a three, and that puts them up eight, and we really could have cut it to three at that point. That's really just how our comebacks came and went in game two. We'd play bad for a stretch, climb back, and then make a couple of stupid plays in a row, and that allowed the Bulls to hold on to their lead. Rosen went off. He put up 41 points to lead all scorers. I think it was quite clear that the defense needed to be adjusted to not allow that to happen again. I think that was the focal point for our Game 3 win, where we saw very early on DeRozan would get double and triple teams, and the Bucks not only did a great job of defending him, but recovering and helping the helper to slow Chicago down. Drew had his struggles offensively in the first two games, but he's been phenomenal on the defensive side. Opponents have taken 40 shots against him and only hit 10, so he's holding opponents to 25% shooting. He did a great job last night guarding DeRozan. It seemed like he had spent more possessions on him than really the last two games combined. DeRozan finished with 11 points on 4 of 9 shooting after that outbreak in Game 2. 
just wonderful adjustments were made to slow him down uh, and also keep anyone else from going insane. No bull had over 19 points, and a large part of that was how good our rotations were last night. Another key part in this win is that other players were stepping up. We saw a lot in the first two games where it seemed like if Giannis didn't have the ball, it was going to be a bad possession. Last night, he only scored 18 points, but that was okay because we had other players to fill that void. Bobby Portis set the tone offensively very early. He had, I think, eight points in the first few minutes. Grayson Allen led the game with 22 points, and I'm sorry, but if you're a Chicago fan, I know you feel sick to your stomach. After talking all that junk about how he was a dirty player and how the Bulls are going to send a message, they really just let him walk into the United Center, lead a playoff game in scoring, and leading the Bucks to a 2-1 series lead. And it was funny just seeing how the Bucks were interacting with him. They'd boo him after anything he did, and I was just glad that he was able to help Giannis and even Brooke too because Brooke had to be that number two guy these first two games he only had nine last night but you know the pressure was taking off him a little bit and Grayson Allen was a huge part of that you know I couldn't talk about this game without Javon Carter he's been really solid these first three games offensively he hasn't really done much he's not going to do much really offensively I'm not really expecting that especially in a playoff atmosphere but he's really filled in the void for George Hill as he's out with his abdominal strain. And I've said it plenty of times. I think he should get more minutes than George Hill, even if Hill's healthy. But he's really stepping it up, especially defensively in these games. I would just hope that Coach Bud sees his effort and energy defensively and sees that as an opportunity to get him some more minutes. George Hill will be out for tomorrow's game four, so Carter will continue to see those backup point guard minutes, so that's encouraging. It was also fun to see our third stringers get minutes. We saw Luca Vildoza get his Bucks debut. He had some sick passes last night. One that actually led to something was his behind-the-back pass to Thanasis. He goes up for the poster. For the first three quarters, it was a great offensive game. The fourth quarter kind of screwed that up a little bit, but all in all, great offensive game, great defensive game, and that really helped us come into our own and get back into the rhythm. Hopefully that can lead to another win tomorrow. I know it's an afternoon game, and there's always people who are skeptical about these afternoon games. Hopefully we don't have any issues with that, and we can head home with a 3-1 series lead. That'll do it for tonight's podcast. Thank you guys for listening in. Again, thank you guys so much for 20,000 followers on Instagram, and go Bucks.